Howdy! This is the Views from the Shop podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, I wish you a very, very, very happy Poetry at Work Day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. And I appreciate you listening today. Subscribe if you can. We got listens from Jackson, Michigan, Sabago, Maine, Council Bluffs, Iowa, among many other places in the past couple of weeks. So appreciate all who have given love. Today, we're going to preview Wisconsin, the number 15 team in the AP poll, which we know, of course, from this show is very, very, very reliable. So let's find out. Is Wisconsin a legitimate top 15 team? Will the Buckeyes have their hands full? We're going to cover all that and more. We'll go through Wisconsin's resume, their matchups, keys to the game, some banger bets on the watch list, and of course, predictions to close out this show. So again, appreciate you listening. Would love a subscription or a follow if you don't hate the show, and if you're just you think the show is fine, it's average, that's probably worth a follow or subscription as well. You can find us on Twitter at the Shop Pod. You can find us on Instagram at the Shop Pod. You can find us on YouTube. And if you really, really love the show and are feeling a little generous today, don't be afraid. You can give a little five-star review to the show as well. But without further ado, let's get into Wisconsin. The Buckeyes are going to take on Wisconsin 830 on Wednesday evening, this will be a Big Ten Network game. And Wisconsin, ranked number 15 in the AP poll. Well, they're ranked even higher in Ken Palm and in the net right now. They're currently, or at least as of writing out the notes, which was late Monday night, they were number 12 in Ken Palm and number 13 in the net rankings. Now, their schedule, resume-wise, they have been tested. They started the year on the same night. Actually, I think it was on the Saturday after Ohio State lost to Texas A&M. They had a 10-point loss of their own to Tennessee. They then lost to Providence by double digits. And then after a couple of mid-majors, they got somewhat hot, picking up a, a couple of big wins. They crushed Virginia, beat them with ease, picked up a win over SMU with ease, and then they beat Marquette, in which was one of the marquee upsets in college basketball to that point in the season. Opened up Big Ten play with a win over Michigan State. Sparty suffering an L to Wisconsin. And then they were crushed by Arizona. Wasn't even close. Wasn't a game worth watching. However, they're now to the point where they were 3-0 and in the Big Ten. Two more wins in the Big Ten after Michigan State with a win over Nebraska and Iowa. So on the season, sitting at 11-3, 3-0 in the Big Ten, and they've got 10 wins this season of 10 points or more. So when they do win, they're winning in pretty dominant fashion. And if you remember from the season preview series talking about Wisconsin, the only question about them was, can they simply continue the momentum that they had heading into this season. If you remember, this is a team that returns 12 of 15 players on the roster. You could consider it 13 as one player is now on staff 
with Wisconsin. But I will digress. A a very similar team to what they had last year. They make a run in the NIT tournament. So the question was, can they carry that momentum and be really good heading into this season? My take was, yes, I believe that they can. And they've been better so far than I expected. They brought in AJ Store from St. John's, who I thought was one of the most underrated pickups in the portal of the offseason. And again, they closed the season strong. They picked up where they've left off. So this is a really, really good Wisconsin team. So how do they match up with Ohio State? Naturally, you will be asking. Well, the good thing for Ohio State is that this game is at home. So that bodes well for the Buckeyes. However, Wisconsin's offense was the problem child last season. They were not good offensively, and it wasn't close to where they're at now this season. It's a very slow-paced offense, but 116.7 offensive rating, averaging 75.8 points per game. They've got a 46.9% field goal percentage this season, shooting 34% from the three-point line. They were horrific last season, shooting the three-ball This year, obviously, they've gotten much, much better to a point where they're above average shooting from deep. And offensively, I tweeted this out last night if you're listening on Tuesday. Offensively, very, very similar to Indiana. It's another paint-centric team really anchored by their forward-slash-center play. They don't take a lot of threes. Very similar to Indiana. They take care of the ball. Very similar to Indiana, and it's a very, very balanced team as well. So A.J. Storr leads this team in scoring with 14.7 points per game. And then after that, they've got players averaging, remember, 14.7, then to 12.6, 11.9, 9.2, 8.9, and 7.2, all behind A.J. Storr. So this is a team that's got balance and further... Take a look at their leading scores. So, A.J. Store is the guy offensively for Wisconsin. He's averaging almost 15 points per game. He's really been the biggest weapon for Wisconsin on the offensive end this year. He's led the team in scoring five times. Outside of that, Tyler Wall and Stephen Crawl have both led the team in scoring three times each. You've got John Blackwell stepping in as a freshman who's led the team in scoring twice. Max Klesmet. A Wofford transplant, he's led the team in scoring once. And Chucky Hepburn, old friend Chucky Hepburn, has led the team in scoring one time as well. We're going to talk about Chucky Hepburn because he's had a little bit of an interesting career at Wisconsin. So we'll talk about him here in just a second. But we've got to start with A.J. Store. Like I said, averaging nearly 15 points per game. If you round up, he's averaging 15 points per game. However, 10 of his 14 games this season, he's had one assist or less. So that means only four games this season has he had two assists or more. Not much of the distributor or facilitator, facilitator, but they do have a player there who is quite the facilitator, and we will get to him in just a second, as I mentioned. Now, Store, not much of a three-point shooter. He's averaging 30% of his threes are going in this season, And he doesn't really take enough to be a volume shooter either. However, he's really, really good shooting when it comes to the two-point line. In it. So right now, he can hit shots from the mid-range. Pull-up game is pretty good as well. And he's a pretty good finisher at the rim. 
shooting 63% on the year at the rim. So AJ Store is going to be a guy who you're going to want to watch out for offensively for Wisconsin. He's the leader, and we're going to talk later into the keys to the game about the true, true impact that AJ Store has on this team. Then you get to the front court stars. You've got Stephen Crawl and Tyler Wall. So Crawl is averaging 12.6 points per game and 7.7 rebounds. Big body. He's kind of been the leader for Wisconsin when it comes to keeping everything together and being able to do multiple things. He's a pretty versatile player. He actually takes a little over one three-pointer per game, and he's still shooting 67% from deep. Most of these shots come from the top of the key. Top of the key, not the wings, not the corners, the very top of the key. Sometimes teams will just lay off him a little bit, and he's not afraid to let them fly. So when you're watching Zed Key or Felix Akpara or Evan Mahaffey on crawl in this one, got to have your hands up. Got to be aware that he is able to shoot. So as you're going down the scouting report, just because he's big, just because he averages eight rebounds per game, doesn't mean he can't shoot. So that's going to be something that Ohio State will have to keep an eye on. He's a 74% shooter at the rim as well. So he can score from behind the three-point line. He can score at the rim and in the paint. He had a seven-game streak of double-digit scoring. That was just snapped in Wisconsin's win over Nebraska. But all in all, this is going to give you flashbacks, and I apologize, but just stick with me. Stephen Crawl, if I can pick one player he reminds me of and one player that we can see statistically is really comparable to him, it's Malik Renew. So not only is Indiana as a team very similar to Wisconsin, but you also have very similar players in Malik Renew and in Stephen Crawl. Then you've got Tyler Wall, averaging 11.9 points per game and six rebounds per game. He's not as efficient of a shooter when you're comparing him to Crawl, and he doesn't have the range. He's 0-4 from deep this season, but these two guys, the two-man game in the paint, it's so similar to Indiana. So I tweeted it out last night, essentially, Ohio State playing Indiana on Saturday was a dress rehearsal to take on Wisconsin, who I think is a better team. And we'll talk about that more in a second. Other players of note for Wisconsin, you've got Chucky Hepburn. He's taken a step back in scoring from last season, but his assist numbers are phenomenal. He's averaging four assists per game this season and five assists per game over his last seven. The turnover numbers as well aren't really that bad, especially with how much he controls the ball. So AJ Storr is the, the scorer. For Wisconsin, Chucky Hepburn, the facilitator. The other player I'll mention is Max Klesmet. He's taken over in the Connor Asijan role that we saw last year as the shooter. Rarely will he do anything other than take a jump shot. 76% of his shots come from outside the paint so far this season. And he's kind of hit or miss. From the right wing, he's 0 of 9 this season. From the right corner, he's 5 of 9. And overall, he's a 31.4% shooter from deep. He had a 5 of 10 explosion against Marquette, and he's been pretty pedestrian other than that game against Marquette. Now, it does seem like someone always seems to get hot out of nowhere against Ohio State. We saw Malik Renew go off against Ohio State for Indiana. That wasn't necessarily out of nowhere, but if you're going to find a guy who maybe just goes off and you're like, who the heck is this guy? In my opinion, it's going to be Max Klesman who could go off against Ohio State if that trend happens to continue. 
Now, defensively for Wisconsin, overall, they're smart, great rotations, good on the ball and off the ball, and they don't foul much as well. It's not a flashy defense, but it works. And we'll talk about why it's not flashy here in a second. But number one for Wisconsin, the problem last year was not defense. This was not the issue for the Badgers last season, and they've still been good this season. They've got a 100.5, sorry, 101.5 defensive rating. They're averaging 65.9 points per game given up. And the only issue defensively that you'll see is kind of the shooting metrics. They're allowing a somewhat high 44.8% field goal percentage this season, and they are getting toasted from deep. However, where this team is good, where this team is elite, where this team is one of the best in all of college basketball is defensive rebounding. They've got a 77.8% defensive rebounding rate. That is seventh in all of Division I this season. It's a team effort. They're led by Crawl, who is averaging nearly five defensive rebounds per game. But you've got Tyler Wall. You've got Blackwell. You've got Storr. You've got Hepburn. They are all producing above average based on defensive rebounding opportunities, defensive rebounding rate, all those types of numbers, which you can find with a subscription on College Basketball Analytics. Of course, cbbanalytics.com. However, they're very good when it comes to grabbing defensive rebounds where they're not good is defending the deep ball. Opposing teams are shooting 35.2% from behind the three-point line this season. That's even worse than Indiana. And again, these two teams, Wisconsin and Indiana, very similar in so many ways. Another way they're similar is in how they are poor at defending shots from deep. However, Wisconsin is not allowing nearly as many shots from long range as Indiana. Wisconsin does not allow many shots from deep this season they're averaging less than 20 attempts per game this season from behind the arc indiana was giving up many many more than that well not many more but percentage wise they were giving up more when it comes to three-point attempt rate so wisconsin not great at defending the three-point line but they don't give up a lot of threes so as you look at bruce thornton you look at jameson battle maybe roddy gale maybe dale bonner maybe scotty middleton who can be salivating about getting some threes up against Wisconsin, they don't they don't give up a lot of shots. So I'm not sure that we should be expecting a bunch of three-pointers consistently throughout this game from Ohio State. The other part of Wisconsin not being a flashy defensive team is they're not a shot-blocking team. 4.3% block percentage is about as low as it gets. As a team, they are averaging 1.2 blocks per game. Felix Akpara by himself averages more. And actually, while we're here, let me find that very, very quickly. I don't know exactly what Akpara's numbers are. I know that they're way better. Blocks per game, he's at 2.4. He's in the 99th percentile in all of college basketball. Wisconsin averaging 1.2 blocks per game. So Wisconsin's not going to block a shot's. They do foul a fair amount. They've got a .53 personal foul efficiency, but they will steal the ball and they will force turnovers. The one player when it comes to forcing turnovers that you need to keep an eye on is Chucky Hepburn. He's averaging 1.7 steals per game. He's got a 2.5% steal rate. That's absolutely incredible. Wall, Klesman, they also have a high-end steal percentage as well, but it's really Chucky Hepburn who's kind of been 
there there's a couple players you can mention being the glue guy for Wisconsin probably but Chucky Hepburn defensively he can sit down in the guard he can steal passes he can take dribbles away he can cut you off on the baseline you can see all of this as you're watching Wisconsin this year and offensively as well he's able to distribute the ball and just be a a solid basketball player for Wisconsin where you don't need him to shoulder the load offensively like maybe you needed him to at times last year at Wisconsin this year he's just taken a step into a role of I'm going to be the guy that does what other people don't want to do which is play defense pass the ball facilitate the offense so he's been a really really good player for Wisconsin just for different reasons so far this season so that's Wisconsin offensively and defensively offensively much much improved from last season very similar to Indiana in their style although they are a much slower paced team defensively it's not flashy but it is good that's just Wisconsin basketball let's get into predictions here in just a second before we do that of course I got to talk to you about college basketball analytics that's cbbanalytics.com you can go to CBB Analytics and be just as prepared as the coaching staff and players themselves are for Wisconsin and for every other opponent this year. I've talked to you about it before. Ohio State, among many other college basketball programs, use college basketball analytics to get prepared for upcoming matchups, and you can have access to all of these elite stats as well. Just go to College Basketball Analytics at cbbanalytics.com. And enter the code SHOT, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, SHOT, S-C-H-O-T-T. You can get an entire month free if you sign up for a subscription. Highly recommend it. I use it every single episode for my shows. Helps me be the most informed and find very unique stats like I found for this preview against Wisconsin. So that's cbbanalytics.com. Use the code SHOT, S-C-H-O-T-T, to get an entire month free. All right, we're going to get into predictions. If you haven't noticed, this has been a pretty quickly paced show, just getting down to it. And the reason for that is because I have an eye doctor appointment that I've got to get to this morning. I've also got a check engine light that's come on on the fantastic 2016 Toyota Corolla because that is the type of ride you get to enjoy, you're privileged to enjoy when you have an Ohio State basketball podcast. So we move right along because your boys got places to be. It's that simple. So let's talk keys to the game. Well, number one for Ohio State, it's not a newsflash, protect the paint. We talked about this and we were pretty specific about it with Indiana in terms of how they should protect the paint. I wasn't as specific on this one. Other than that, there's a couple points where you should be watching Ohio State. Number one, it's just paint touches. Do not allow the ball to get entered into the paint. If there's going to be a player outside of the paint and they begin backing their way, they 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 begin leaning into a Zed Kier or Felix Akpara and starting to create some movement down there, that's an issue as well. But you just don't want paint touches. You don't want the ball entered into the paint. If it's entered outside of the paint, okay, you can make something work with that, but don't allow the ball to get entered deep into the paint. Offensive rebounds as well. Something I didn't touch on for Wisconsin, but they're a really good offensive rebounding team. 32.4% offensive rebounding percentage so far this season, and they're averaging 10.5 offensive rebounds per game. That's not a lot, but when you look at their pace and the amount of opportunities that they get, they do 
get a lot of offensive rebounds. So that's something that you've got to be paying attention of. Another reason why you should be protecting the paint. Second chance points, Wisconsin, very, very good there this season. They're averaging 35 points per game when it comes to just points in the paint. And second chance points are averaging 13 points per game, which is 87th percentile in all of college basketball. And of course, their offense just straight up runs through the paint as well, as we've spoken about. So if you can protect the paint, you're going to limit the paint touches. You're going to limit offensive rebounding. You're going to limit second chance points. And you're going to limit the way that this team runs their offense. If you can do that, it's going to be really hard for Wisconsin to score. Easier said than done, but it's going to be a focal point for Ohio State in this one. Second key to the game, take advantage of when AJ Store is out. So I went through some numbers here using college basketball analytics, looking at different rotations, lineups, and on-off combos, things like that. Wisconsin is minus three. Plus minus, they're minus three without AJ Store. Every single rotation and lineup that you can find that plays any kind of meaningful minutes is plus something. And it's pretty significant plus something. But when you are without AJ Store, you're minus three. Their net rating drops by 5.2 points. It's the only offensive rating below 100 when AJ Store isn't in. And they've got their worst defensive rating when he's not in among any kind of major rotation that they use. That's thanks to Connor Asijan coming in and replacing AJ Store, who's not the best defensive player in the world. So when AJ Store is out for Wisconsin, Ohio State needs to take advantage 100%. You see the numbers there. That is going to be the area of opportunity for Ohio State. So as you're watching this game, watch when AJ Store is subbed out. When he's subbed out, can Ohio State take advantage? Obviously, again, he's averaging 15 points per game this season. He's not bad on the defensive end. He's averaging 25.6 minutes per game. So you're going to get about 15 minutes, most likely, in which you can have an opportunity to take store out of the game. It's probably going to be closer to 10. He only played 20 minutes against Nebraska. So you'll see what happens there. But that's going to be something Ohio State can take advantage of as well. And lastly, incorporate some post offense for me. Ohio State. Wisconsin is allowing 70% of shots at the rim to go in. That is bad. That's just straight up very, very bad. And it also wouldn't hurt the offense to become more multifaceted. You can get that with some post-ups and with some shots going up, just naturally feeding Zed Key, especially potentially Felix Akpara, probably not Evan Mahaffey, but you have the ability there because not only are they giving up a high field goal percentage, from the field at the rim, but they're also not blocking shots, like we said. So the opportunities are going to be there for Ohio State to score in the paint. Let's see if we can incorporate that a little bit, mention it in the Indiana review. It would be great to see a little bit more post-centric offense from Ohio State, as we see with a lot of other teams in the Big Ten. It doesn't have to be 100% of the time post-centric, but if you've got a matchup that you think you can attack, then go do it. All right. We got banger bets watch list, and then we'll close this out with some final thoughts and some predictions. So one thing I will be looking at is Zed Key and his points. So this is scary because he's been an inconsistent scorer this season. But we just talked about Wisconsin and their lacking defensive play in the paint against Indiana, a very similar teams in terms of front court skill. Zed Key played with Felix Akpara, so we got some additional minutes there, and he scored 11 points in just 18 minutes. Wisconsin However, a great rebounding team. Offensively, defensively, they're a great rebounding team. We know Zed Key scores a lot off of second chance points. So this is a scary number, but this is one that I'm going to have my eye on. If this is going to be at 
eight and a half we're definitely taking it i assume the number will come out at nine and a half that's going to make me a little more scared but it's going to be something we keep an eye on we're also going to pay attention to the spread so these teams could be very evenly matched especially with this game being played at the shot all these metrics that you're finding especially on college basketball analytics they're very very similar teams if we happen to see a spread of like 4.5 or higher we're going to consider it we also need to consider is devin royal going to be back for ohio state chris holtman said he's on the mend he's getting better not sure if the buckeyes will have him for this one so that's going to be something to pay attention to as well but if it's a ohio state minus four and a half it was if it's wisconsin minus four and a half or higher we're going to take the team that's favored to not cover most likely in this one so final thoughts and predictions on this one indiana very similar to this Wisconsin team. This is basically Indiana 2.0. Wisconsin is much more talented. They play better basketball. They play a better brand of basketball than Indiana. And that's why Wisconsin is one of the best teams in the Big Ten. And Indiana is fighting for an NCAA tournament berth right now, according to bracketologists. So can Ohio State limit second chance points and paint touches against Wisconsin? If they can, very similar to Indiana, they're going to have a really good shot to win this game now ohio state barely lost to indiana ohio state would have won this game if they didn't play on the most unforgiving rims in college basketball and if bruce thornton roddy gale simply make one or two more of the wide open looks that they got however wisconsin is a much better perimeter defensive team than indiana i said it in the indiana preview indiana defensive perimeter not good ohio state's going to get open looks from there they've got to be able to convert them And that's exactly what happened. The Buckeyes just couldn't convert. Now, Wisconsin's a better perimeter defensive team. The open looks that they get are going to be much fewer. But if someone steps up between Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton, you feel really, really good about Ohio State chances in this one. But again, this Wisconsin team is objectively better than Indiana. It's it's just a fact. Wisconsin is better than Indiana. So the Buckeyes, they will have their hands full in this one. You hope they can pull it out. I think it's going to come down to, can you limit the paint touches? And when AJ Store is not in, can you take advantage? It's going to be that simple in terms of what it comes down to for Ohio State in this one. Wisconsin's a very complete team. There's a reason that they are ranked as as high as they are, not necessarily in the AP, but in Ken Palm and in net rankings. They're doing the things that they need to do to be well positioned to make a little run when it comes to March. So the Buckeyes are going to be tested in this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I lean towards Wisconsin winning. I do. I think it's a more complete team, but I think it's going to be extremely close. The Buckeyes are going to be in it through the end. If not, it's a failure of a game. As long as they're in it, you can say, okay, Ohio State was competitive with one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Buckeye fans need to relax, take a deep breath, and understand Losing to Indiana, yeah, that wasn't great. The way it happened, though, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Losing to Wisconsin would not be the worst thing in the world, especially if you can be competitive. You've got Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue kind of separating themselves as the best teams in the Big Ten. Show me you're competitive, and then the next time you get a crack at a team like this, go out and win. That would be the goal, I think, as I'm looking rationally at Ohio State matching up with with Wisconsin in this one. So I hope you feel as prepared as possible to watch Ohio State take on Wisconsin on Wednesday night. Appreciate you listening to this one. We'll be active on the Twitter. We'll be active on the Instagram 
as we always are. So make sure you're finding us there. Subscribe if you didn't hate this episode or don't. It's your life. I won't tell you what to do. I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.